Sister Speak After Show, where we discuss various television shows from a sister's point of view. I'm Sister K. I'm Sister Elmarie. And I'm Sister A. And welcome to episode 17. Let's get started. All right, hello, ladies. Hola. Hello. Hello. We are here to talk about, we're going to talk about two episodes of Scandal. The last two, one titled The Lawn Chair, which was episode, um, that was episode 13 or 14 of season four. And then The Testimony of Diego Munoz. Which was the latest episode. Yes. I think it was number 15. Yes. So, let's start with the lawn chair, which was a very tough episode to watch to me. Very tough. Wow. Very powerful, though, but difficult. Yes. What was your overall impression? I mean, I thought it was well acted mm-hmm. by Courtney B. Vance. Yes. Um, I don't know who was playing the young guy who was his neighbor friend from the neighborhood he was okay he kind of got on my nerves a little bit (laughs) and um my overall impression was like this is not real life because it didn't end like real life would really end on tidy that's true but my overall it began like real life yes okay but then my overall impression was that i was glad that it was on tv because it makes people think and you know normally you don't see this kind of shit on TV. It's in movies. Mm-hmm. And especially with the recent stuff that's been going on, I thought that it was really timely that they were able to get that in, you know, okay. if that makes sense. In such a timely fashion. And this oh, yeah. Kicking off in the last, you know, few months. Very current topic. And then it just makes me angry. That's really what it does. I think a little bit of the opposite. I think it was too soon mm. for me personally to see it on TV. Because we're seeing it so much in real life, I watch TV and Scandal to get away from real life. Mm -hmm. So it was too soon for me to watch it on TV. And, I mean, I understand they're kind of basing it on real life events. Yeah. And I don't want to say she sugar, it was sugar-coated, but... It was. Yeah, pretty much. It really was. Yeah. Because that shit does not work out like that. No. Normally. No. You're you right, think- it was too soon. Yeah, it was too soon. That's probably why it was so difficult to watch, because you're like, wait a minute, this is, like, serious. Yeah. Real. As as I hate the back and forth with Fitz and Olivia, I would have rather seen that one more episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, you really didn't want to see it then. I didn't. I really didn't. Like, I started to, if it weren't for this podcast, I would have turned it off after the first segment. Like, wow. after commercial break, I was ready to just turn the channel mm. and watch Blacklist. Yeah. I don't think I breathed for the whole hour. Yeah. Like, until the commercials came, I didn't, wasn't breathing. Just, like, riveted to it, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, it was very hard. I mean, I appreciate her showing the topic and discussing the topic, but uh, it was very true to life. Except for the ending, as you said. It doesn't always work out that way, but, um, you know, I'm sure she's quite angered by everything that's going on around her as well. Yeah. And that's why it came up. Yeah. But, yeah. I wonder how the cast felt. Like, even during their table read, I wonder if it was difficult for them. According to some tweets I saw that day, it was. They were, you know, they do the live tweeting and... Yeah. I think um, Shonda was tweeting, Carrie was tweeting, and several people, they they were saying along with a couple other of the cast members that this was difficult to do yeah. the table read on, it was difficult to film, mm-hmm. 
You know, it was just a hard... And then they apparently went back and forth about um, the ending and how they were going to end the episode. They went back and forth about um, how they were going to show, you know, the story that they wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I mean, they kind of threw everything in there, in my opinion. They threw yeah. in... Yeah. Um, they threw in, to me, in my opinion, how some, you know, Olivia, who is thinking that these people are vigilant, not vigilantes, but they're they're upset, of course, and they're trying to get their point across in the wrong way, and that everything mm-hmm. is fair and light. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of showed the, the little guy, I don't know what his character's name was, they showed the guy who was the neighbor who was trying to be an activist and stand up for what was right and encouraging. Oh, his name was um, Marcus. Marcus. Marcus, yeah. that's right. Yeah. And encouraging the dad. And then they showed, you know, Livia feeling for the dad. And of course, then they kind of had the Marcus character throw up things in her face. Like, you don't live from here. You're not from here. You don't know what really goes on. That, that purse you have in your hands, that costs more than rent for a year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, whatever. Throwing that at, I mean, they kind of threw every little they mm, thing into one 40-minute episode, which I was getting a little annoyed with. Okay, she feels this way. Someone throws this in her face. She's trying to change her mind. And then she realizes that she was wrong, and now she's on the other side. Thank she's smiling for them. I didn't like that part. I'm like... I didn't either. I'm like, so... Why didn't she feel that way at the beginning? And my thing is, if it weren't for Marcus showing up, she would have still been pretty much on the police side. Mm-hmm. And but now that Marcus showed up and said a couple insults to her, now all of a sudden you're on the other side of the picket line. Yeah, and I think part of it is when she realized that they were hiding something. You know, when they when Huck and Quinn figured out that they had doctored up the tapes. Yes. So I get that part, but I didn't like the I don't know the privilege guilt. Black guilt or whatever it was they were, he was trying to do. I don't know yeah. what the term is, but but that's how you know. I think that's kind of it. Kind of touched on what people really do and say. Yeah, but she just threw it all in there. She did. Yeah. <laughs> At once. <laughs> <laughs> and another reason I don't think it was really real realistic from the beginning is because that father would have been shot immediately. Mm-hmm. Thank he you. He wouldn't able to sit, sit there and debate. No. Mark would have been able to come over there and pretty much be a second person in the limelight. He damn sure wouldn't have been able to come and bring a lawn chair. Thank you. Hello. Come on. Mm, with a shotgun. And he wouldn't have been able to sit there. And they sat there, what, a whole day. It was yeah. night. It was the next night yes. right before he got up. Yep. And first of all, I'm thinking... I get that you're tr- trying to make a point and you're trying to find the truth, but I don't believe a parent would sit there over their t- child like that either. I don't think so either. No. No. No, no, The first no, no. thing you would want to do is get your child away. Yeah. No. You're not going to sit there over your child that long. No. But I did like the points that, that the daddy, whatever his name was, Courtney B. Vance, I'll just call him Courtney B. Vance. Mm-hmm. that he made about oh you know she when she was saying okay we have to let them assess the crime scene and he's like you think mm-hmm. the, the department that killed my son is going to handle the evidence correctly oh, right. and I was like oh that's a good point nope they ain't mm-hmm. no they're not Yeah. but again we have to kind of suspend our belief a little bit because it's for TV it's 45 minutes 
Right. She couldn't have it, you know, be a real, real situation. Yeah. And what was up with her promising to bring David down there? I think that was because, you know, she was trying to say he's honest. He's the attorney general of the United States. If he oversees the investigation, then you can be assured it's not going to be tampered with. But before she makes promises... Um, right. She might have wanted to call David first. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I guess she figured she had some friend privileges or something. Yeah. But she does that shit all the time, don't she? She does. And I love what <laughs> David said. Uh, this, that's not how this shit works. I got yeah. things to do. Click. I like that. <laughs> that is She's annoying. like, what? <laughs> One thing that is annoying me, I don't know if you've both noticed. I swear, David states, I'm the Attorney General of the United States. Like five times per episode. <laughs> but Remember know, we were talking last episode how cocky he's getting? Yes. He, is. he definitely is. He is. he is. But you know, they have at least one person in every episode say, I'm the United States President, or I'm the President of the United States of America. Either Fitz says it, yeah. or Olivia says it, yeah. or David says it, or someone says something about you're yep. the such and such of the United States of America. And they say the whole thing out. Yeah. Why? Do, first of all, why do you have to say the whole thing out? We know what country <laughs> we're in. And we know what role you are. We know your positions. Just say, I'm the president. We get it. You're the president of the U.S. Of <laughs> get over yourselves. Why do we have to say that? And ever? That's a question I would love to ask Shonda or whoever's Me writing. Too. Why do you have to mention when everyone, anyone says they're the president or the attorney general or a senator, they have to say out the whole thing. Why do you feel the need to remind us, Shonda? <laughs> maybe it's a, maybe that's something they have to do. I don't know. I don't know. That but it's becoming odd. A- yeah, it's yeah we've been watching the show for four years. Yes. It is annoying. Yeah. So... <laughs> I don't know. Do we want to go in depth with this episode? I mean, do we want to do a, like a little recap of it? Only it's up to y'all. Well, there's enough. We can. Okay. So the ending, I don't know if I agreed with at the end. I'm glad that they figured out that the cop kind of. Oh, and honey, didn't he go? He went left really fast, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he was like rowdy body. He went off. Mm-hmm. He did go off. Yep, he did. And everyone's like, uh, okay. Right. Shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, when you got got Sister A cussing, you know, that's serious. I still find it so hilarious when Sister A cusses. I know. It's funny to me. And you know what? I don't think we commented on it, but last time she said the F word. I was like, whoa. (laughs) I get mad. (laughs) It's just so funny because you hardly ever do that. Oh, gosh. It has to happen sometimes. Yes. But although they were only, what did they say, four blocks away from the White House? I I think that's right. Like, I feel like Olivia taking, I think you say it was Clarence. Clarence Parker, Mm -hmm. the father. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I agree with her taking Clarence to see the president of the United States of America. <laughs> that was strange, right? It was so weird. And it's like, like, okay, what? is this supposed to make him feel all better? Really? I yeah. Now, you know, I didn't mind that scene because I'm thinking that's something that Fitz might have asked her to do. 
not that she's doing. Because he was ready for him when he got in there. He was. Mm -hmm. It seemed odd, though. It did. I thought. I took it more of a father who lost a child to another father that lost a child, though different, different circumstances. Sure. But yeah. But I didn't even think of it that way. I get it. But I I do think that, you know, you would want to go to the hospital or the more. I mean, I guess you would need to. You would. I don't know. I mean, after you spent all these hours, pretty much a whole day sitting over your son's body and then they finally are cleaning up the scene, I would think that you would want to follow him mm-hmm. and go to wherever they're taking him next. Right. Get things prepared or something. Or go see your... I don't know. Was he married? Was well, he the wife married? had died. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So there was no... Okay. I guess there was no other... I'm sure he had family or something, but... Right. Yeah. Maybe it would have seemed better if, like, Fitz met him somewhere, or... It seemed odd that he went right, marching right into the Oval Office. Yeah. But, I don't know. And, I don't know, maybe... Because Fitz did keep saying, you know, should I say something? And they were telling him, no, don't get involved. Mm-hmm. It's not a federal matter. It's, you know, city. So, maybe that was Fitz's way of still showing Mr. Parker's support. I just thought it I was... I think awesome. so. Yeah, that could be. He did want to say something from the beginning. Yeah. I just, you know, I, it was too um, cutesy put together, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. when he introduces himself, he starts, mm-hmm. that's when he breaks down. He hasn't broken down yet. Yeah. You know. That was yeah. tough. But and speaking of not breaking down yet, Olivia is about to have a breakdown. Oh, yeah. It's coming. The Seriously. And was shaking so bad she grabbed right. oh. Yes. Right. It's like, oh, girl, you need help. You need to lay on someone's couch. She needs therapy. She does. Yeah, she needs She needs to talk it through. Yeah. She really does. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, the, the very beginning when Jake's telling her, you haven't talked to anyone, you haven't seen anybody. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm laying in bed. I'm thinking, he can't hear the car noise. I mean, no car is Thank that silent. You. No. <laughs> that was funny. No car is that silent. No. no. At least I don't think so, but I have been on the phone with someone for so long that I've said, you know what, I'm getting dressed, I gotta do something while mm-hmm. I'm on this phone call. Like a three hour phone call. Yeah. <laughs> and I got in the car and I went to the store and I was in the middle of Walmart, honey. And, I, and they were like, oh, so what, are you still, you know, in your jammies? Or I was like, no, I'm at the store. And they're like, what? Oh my <laughs> <goodness>. <laughs> I said, your ass for three hours. I had to get up and do something now. I've done that before. Like, I have started a phone call at home and I remember specifically one time I was on the phone. It might have been with my mom. But I started off talking to her when I'm at home and then all of a sudden she hears me play. I'm like, hold on and I'm placing an order through the drive-thru. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I thought you were home. Please hold my this when we first started talking. Yeah. <laughs> See, and I An so, you know what? I might have to retract <laughs> my thought in that he didn't know she was in the car because it can be done. It can be. And these phones, I guess, are so good now that you know you don't hear a lot of outside noise if you're talking. Exactly. Yeah, the background noise is kind of shut off. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious, the drive-thru. You're like, hold on, Mom. Yeah, I'll take a double. (laughs) A double and some fries. 
Oh, do you guys have y'all don't have Whataburger up there, do you? No, I wish we oh, did. Oh my goodness. Never I, heard of Whataburger. When I visit my one of my best friends, oh, I ask to go to Whataburger. I ask to go to Chick-fil-A. Yes. Y'all don't have Chick-fil-A? No. Oh my goodness. No, no Chick-fil-A either. Chicken biscuit breakfast sandwich is to die for. I think we have Chick-fil-A up here. Really? You th- mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. So jealous. I, I was just asking because I had a Whataburger the other day and I'm thinking about, I need another Whataburger today. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've been, tw- well, twice this week. Wow. I was just having a, like a fast food um, craving. Oh. No. It's like that sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. sorry, we got off on food again. <laughs> <laughs> We knew we would. We always do. That just reminded me of something. I made the bomb-ass batch of ranch earlier this week. What? What'd you do? I did. The same recipe that we got from, was it from Bronx? With the mayo, the Hidden Valley. Oh. Oh, man. You should ship some to us. The Hidden Valley um, packets? Yeah. Nice. Yum. So good like now ranch so i can get on with yeah yeah that sounds really good mm-hmm. it makes me want to have a salad i or never could chips. find the ingredients for the um homemade ranch mix. oh yeah i never could find um all those ingredients hmm. so i haven't tried to make that yet that sounds good it was sounds very good yum what'd you have it on I had, well, I made like a, a lot of it. So I had it with chips. I had it with celery. I had it with cucumbers. <laughs> oh, you I made a dip. On everything. Oh, yeah. You made the dip instead of the dressing? I know. And I had it with salad, too. <laughs> oh, wow. <Yeah>. But I <laughs> How much had, did you I make? Made it, I made it, it wasn't thin, thin. It was kind of a cross between dressing and dip. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yum. I'm going to have to get some ranch today. Mm-hmm. Yum, yum. <laughs> well, the other um, storyline, I guess, of this episode, which I enjoyed more, which we didn't get a lot of, was oh yeah, them trying to figure out who could replace the vice president now that he's yes. jacked. Yes. Do we even see? Do we even talk about that? I don't remember talking about him being. Uh, I think we just said he was like behind what happened to Olivia, but they didn't. Re- we don't think we talked about like what they did to him. Which I actually enjoyed that. <laughs> I did too. I was like, oh yeah, he ain't gonna just walk away. There's no way. No, he he needs to be punished, and to- punished he was. Yeah, him out. That was yeah. that was terrible. I think that was better than actually killing him. Uh huh. Because now he's like, gonna suffer. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Make him suffer. Damn. I know. So enter Senator Susan Ross, who I love. Me too. She's awesome. She I love is. Her. She's quirky, like funny, yep. unexpected. Yep. I like her a lot. Me too. And she's trying to talk to Mel, and basically. Fitz wants to get these this um, these other senators that he knows that he knows are not going to be rocking the boat or trying to overthrow him. Mm-hmm. And Melly is pissed because she's like, "Wait a minute, I'm supposed to be next. If you get a young female uh, vice president, then that means I'm going to have to really fight for when it's my turn." 
Because mm-hmm. it'll be both of us the same. And so he's like, you're right. So who could, you know, it's your turn. So who can we get right. that's not going to threaten you when it's your time to run? Mm-hmm. And she thinks of this awkward, you know, overzealous Senator Ross, who yes. I liked. And I said at the time, I was like, this is probably going to be a mistake, Melly. <laughs> she's too likable. Yeah. See, I think their whole thing was, well, Fitz's whole thing was, we need to find someone who's not going to be able to compete with you when you run. So yeah. no one's going to take, you know, Senator Susan Ross seriously. She's a joke. But she's so much of a joke and likable that mm-hmm. she can really compete. Yeah. Again, they were they were going to try and find somebody that would just take orders or let them mm-hmm. do what they wanted with her. But you could tell from the beginning that yeah. she was she had another alternative. She had her own yeah. agenda that she wanted to get through and it was like okay this lady's got some brains yeah She's, she can keep up with these people yeah yeah she and can't. because they're so out of touch they don't realize that people want someone who's not been in that light for years yeah right? and right. years and years and corrupted and corrupted mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so i like her though i do too me too and i, I like the fact that she is huh i hope she sticks around I think she is. Yeah. I like the fact that she's not like um, actor. Well, what's the word? She's not tall. <laughs> like a model. She's not, yeah. She's not yes. like a model. She's yeah. not tall. Because you could tell yeah. how tall everyone is. They tower over her. They do. Yeah. <laughs> they do. Which is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. She's like a normal everyday person. Yep. Yeah. She's a single mom and she's working hard. and Yeah. Yeah. And when I love it when he said, I want you to be the president. The vice president, she's like, what? Why? <laughs> right. I am not the right person for this. Yes. And then she goes great. and puts her foot in her mouth about, oh, if my son, if my daughter had been killed, I'd be, I'd be trying yeah. to hurt someone. And I just can't imagine. And then she realizes what she's talking about. Uh-huh. She's like, oh my goodness, you guys do know. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I like that. You know, she doesn't uh, yeah. always say the right thing. Mm-hmm. And she has no filter. Yeah. yeah she's not that's polished. Right. Yeah. She just says it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I really like that. Me too. And her, it was a good break. Whenever we got to that part of the show, because yeah, we got right. to have a break from the heavy. Yeah, mm-hmm. take a breath. Yeah, <clears throat> a big break. Of a big break. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, if we get into the meat of it for just a minute, I I I will say at the end of it, yes, it's too soon. But I'm thinking this shit keeps happening and keeps happening and keeps happening. Nobody's really talking about why it keeps happening, mm-hmm. or you know, some people are, but there's we're not getting anywhere. There are right. people that feel like the shit doesn't happen, even now with all of the fucking proof. Mm-hmm. camera phones and audio device you know everything that you that you have that we didn't have 30 years ago mm-hmm. to show that this shit really happens and people are still talking about what's the issue we don't still see the happening. problem what do you mean that there's discrimination or prejudice around mm-hmm. yeah. what are you serious after all this shit that's going on mm-hmm. and then I just have to bring this up real quick while we're on this topic this shit going on with that fraternity. Yes. On the bus singing that song. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. I got so freaking pissed about that. Did Is you it see Oklahoma? Yeah, that. University of Oklahoma. Did you see the video of the house mom? No, I didn't watch it because I, I, no. 
No, I didn't see it. That's what really, like, angered me. I was angered from just the first one. And plus, you know, again, which someone mentioned, this was not something they just made up. They've been seeing this shit for years. And years. And years. This is not some made up bullshit that they just did on that one trip. Yeah. You know? And just so nonchalant, la-di-da, blase, blase, you know it happens. We all know that this shit happens. Yeah. But to actually see it is another thing. Because you can push that shit to the side in your mind because you have to to get on with your day and your life and not mm. dwell on things. But it always gets brought back up and you have to sit there and think about it and deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's part that pissed me off. Yeah. Jeez. It's awful. Yeah. It is. It is. And then you still have people, well, I don't see what the problem is. Everything's got to be about race. Why do we even have to keep bringing it up? No, motherfuckers, y'all are bringing it up. Right. Right. Well, they're not living in the right, they're not dealing with things. They're not seeing it. They're seeing their own fucking small town minds. Ooh, F-bomb. Sorry. (laughs) It's true. It is true. I completely agree. They're, they're wrapped up in themselves. They don't even get a clue of what's happening out there. Mm-hmm. They're protecting themselves and they're not yeah. dealing with the situation. That's why there's such troubles. Isolated from reality. Right, exactly. Very isolated. Like, yeah. what fucking planet are you living on? What time frame? Where are you in life that you don't realize what's happening? Yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it either. No. I mean, it just brings up so many. And then um, uh, that about the house mother, I didn't see the video, but was it that she was singing a song or rap? Mm-hmm. Elmery? No, I, no, the one I saw, it didn't seem like she was singing. Oh. It may be another video out there. The clip that I saw was her just saying the N-word over and over and over and like what? smacking up laughing. What? Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, I I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. No, I really don't get it. No, I I, I don't. I, it's just unfathomable to me that in this day and age that this is still happening. Yeah, and it affects me. Obviously, I'm different because I'm white, and you girls have been going through this all of your lives. But see, me, I haven't personally been discriminated against a lot. A couple times, yes, but not a lot. But it's still, I think whatever race you are, it affects everyone. Right. It does. Yeah. It really does. Because the moment that someone feels you aren't a real, true human mm-hmm. person, that's when you have problems. Right. right. Yeah. That's when you have issues. Like, then, in the back of my mind, well, I can't trust you then. Because who knows what your motivation is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a friend whose brother-in-law was murdered Mm. with, and apparently this, what happened is they went to, he had a friend that took him to a party out in the boonies somewhere. Mm -hmm. And there were some other people there they didn't know that were racist. And they, Mm. and they have termed it a hate crime at this point because he ended up dead at the end of the day. Oh my God! And nobody was talking about how. Nobody was talking about how, why, who, what, when, where. But oh. he was the only person of color at that place. Uh, oh my so, God! So, to me, in my mind, when I see signs, which is hard sometimes to see because some people are good at hiding it, mm-hmm. um, that you don't feel that I'm as valuable as the next person, 
then that's the right. time that I don't trust you with my well-being. I don't trust that yeah. you have my best interest at heart. So I'm watching my ass around your ass, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. which is yeah. unfortunate. So if you say, hey, let's go over to here. No, I'm sorry. No, I ain't going to be able to do mm-hmm. that. Right. Right. Yeah. Or if it's a, if it's in the workplace, then I'm making sure that all my shit's covered. So basically, the Daddy Pope line, the one that we've all heard, you have to work twice as hard. So then you mm. didn't have to really work twice as hard to make sure your shit's not fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. They don't try right. to blow your shit up. Blame you. Yeah. Right. Over some bullshit. Yep behind color which doesn't have effing matter no yeah Yeah. there are ugly people of all races and all colors definitely yeah there are decent people of all races and all colors yeah so true minute you lump all of one race or color into one ugly pile Mm -hmm. that's the problem right yeah 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 we're all very different yeah all very different yeah yeah you can't lump every group into right. one. No, you can't. Bucket. No. You've got to respect everybody. Yep. We're never all going to be the same. Never. We're never all going to think the same, look the same, nope. believe the same, pray the same. You just got to get over it and just respect everybody. And that's what made the world go around that we're all yeah. different. Right. If everyone had the same beliefs, same opinions, how boring would life be? Seriously. Yeah. I, I, what would we but, do? Yeah. But even because. Even if you're different and have different beliefs than someone, you still have to maintain that respect toward each other. Right, right. Respect both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. So that's what makes this shit hard to watch. Yeah. It's necessary, yeah. but it's difficult to watch. It mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Very necessary. Yeah. <sighs> and that's, there's a, I mean, I don't like that word. I don't like when black people say it. I don't like when white people say it. I don't like it, period. Mm-hmm. So we need to just abolish that whole word. Yeah, it shouldn't be used anymore by anybody. I don't think so. But I don't think that's going to happen. Hmm. No. And when I notice that a lot of people use it on um, Twitter, social media, mm-hmm. and they try to spell it differently, and you know, I'm thinking, y'all, I just don't think it's necessary no. to say all that. No, I don't see it much. Oh, what? I don't see it much on Twitter either. Yeah, I don't. Hmm. I have. Oh. Unless it's so incognito, I can't figure it out. (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't know how you incognito. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess when you look at, like, other people's tweets about certain things, it's there. There are people tweeting saying, oh, this, you know what, such and such, such, such. Or if this was a such such, this wouldn't happen. Like on this episode in particular, there were people tweeting that were using that word. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. And I just don't think it's necessary. Hmm. But I know it's uh, never going to change. That part, I don't think it's going to change. It's too ingrained in people. It is. Black and white. Yeah. So. Uh, and then on this episode, um, not only does she promise David Rosen to the dad, but not only does Olivia, at, you know, call David on the phone, then she goes to his office and she's like, this father thinks that, you know, he knows that there's only two ways this is going to end him dead mm-hmm. or him in jail. And I need to. And that's when I was like, Olivia, come on now. I know. And he finally says, what do you need? And she kind of does yeah. start to break down a little bit because she has gone through that, mm-hmm. you know, PTSD. And she's trying to, starting to get on the other side of it. But 
still, uh, they need to quit having her storming in to David or Fitz or whoever to say, I need this, I need this, I need this. She does that to everyone. Like, she storms in on everybody. Everybody. She does. Demanding. Yeah, like, I'm Olivia Pope. This is what I need, and you will will do it for me. And I will not leave until it's done. Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much what she says. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't. No. Come on, Olivia, just be nice. Just say, hey, let's work together. Let's do... No, she has to go and demand. Yeah. So... What else can we say about the lawn chair? That's about it for that that's episode. About it. One thing I I'll think that's good. Say about the lawn chair. Do they even make those kind of lawn chairs anymore? Because <laughs> <laughs> those are the good kind, and I, I have yet to see one when I'm looking for lawn chairs. Yeah, those are comfy. <laughs> those are the kind that last you a little bit, not the plastic <laughs> kind that stick to your legs. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sticks to your legs when you're trying to get up. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you get, like, um, stripes <laughs> on your legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they went old school. I wonder if they had to have it special made or something. Who knows? No, someone's grandmother probably still had them in her basement. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're still around. <laughs> I don't know where they got it because I need to pick me up a couple. <laughs> Google it. And it was that ugly green color. Hmm. I know. It's, that seemed like the only color they came in or red. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just remember seeing a um, tweet from Shonda saying that the lawn chair was a big deal. Like that they were debating about it. In writing the episode. What do you mean? I guess that they wanted something. They wanted like a symbolic or some kind of object. Okay. And she was rooting for the lawn chair. And I guess a couple other writers were not. Hmm. But she did say that it was a big deal. Okay. I mean, it was a very powerful image. It was. For him to put that lawn chair over his son mm-hmm. and sit. And with sit. his shotgun. And Talk like I'm that. not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. It was it was powerful. Mm-hmm. The one scene I really did like, though, that I was like, yeah. Well, I mean, I liked it all, but when they went to look, um, they found out that they had lied about the tape, the surveillance mm-hmm. tape, and she's like, let's let's see what he was reaching in his pocket for. Yeah. Oh and yeah. There's a knife under his body, and he's like, my son didn't carry a knife. Yeah. And he was out, and they're like, okay, let's. He has a knife now. Let's let's uh, go ahead and call this a day. We figured mm-hmm. out that they lied, but he was mm-hmm. reaching for a knife. And he got rowdy bouty. He's like, uh, my son doesn't carry a knife. And that's when he pointed the gun in their face. Mm-hmm. To oh, in Olivia's and face. Marcus. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, Marcus. And that was the scene where she was shaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of... I don't know. At that point, I'm like, okay, this can go either one or two ways. Mm-hmm. Clarence Parker can either be, and I think it's two kind of parents. Clarence Parker can either be that parent that my child can do no wrong, and your child is the worst one out here in these streets. Mm-hmm. But you're just totally blind, and you're like, nope, my child is a saint. My child can do no wrong. He does mm-hmm. not carry a knife. Or Clarence Parker can be that parent that really knows their child mm. in and out. Yeah. And I'm glad he's that second kind of parent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He knew there was no way. Yeah. 
that he had a knife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did like that scene. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end, when we find out it was, he was reaching for his receipt. For yes. the phone. Mm-hmm. For the yep. phone. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, it's just awful. Ay, ay, ay. I know. It's just awful. <sighs> that salon chair. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. We have not been looking forward to talking about this. No. No. Not at all. So, can, let's move on. And we didn't have any email uh, for the lawn chair, so. Okay. We can move on to the testimony. I think a lot of people are still processing it. Yeah. And I don't know how, you know... <clears throat> How, you know, I didn't know how detailed we would get into the recap, and I'm glad that we're not doing a full, you know, blow by blow like we normally do. Yeah. Because it's just, you know, it's one of those difficult ones you don't want to have to dwell on. Yeah, We know it all happens. We know it's out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the only thing I think each of us can do is just try to protest when we can, when we see injustice like this, mm-hmm. and support each other mm-hmm. as much as possible and educate. Right. Yeah. I don't know what else you can do. Because, honestly, I don't feel that any of that is going to really change those people that really feel this way. That's yeah. true. It's really not. This shit is taught. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's yeah. getting passed down from generation to generation. That's it. That's what it is. I mean, I feel like, though, it's less and less, but it's still down deep in there somewhere. It yeah. is. In some places, it's really deep down. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I mean, a, a lot, lot of- less, but it's still there. Yeah. It is. Right. I don't know. What do y'all think? I don't know. I don't know what else can be done to, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Enough of that. Let's move on to the testimony of Diego Munoz. I did not know who Diego Munoz was. (laughs) (laughs) Me either. (laughs) The title of the episode, I was like, okay, who's Diego Munoz? (laughs) I don't know that I I ever knew that. Right. I always like, pay attention to the title of the episodes and I also read like the TV guide summary. So I'm like, <laughs> Diego Munoz. So my first thought is good. It sounds like they're going to get a regular case <laughs> and somehow it's going to end up in court or something. <laughs> well, yeah, not quite. <laughs> I really like this episode though, even though it wasn't like the normal, you know, case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. It was good. I really liked it. It was good. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking, ah, sh-. every 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 other yeah uh, segment I was like, ah, shit, ah, <laughs> shit, ah, <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> and we were just talking about a lot of this stuff. We were like Huck and his family. How's it going to yep. work out? Can he get yep. any happiness? Yeah. So can we? You let's know? go to Huck and the. You know. The, it, they kind of go back and forth, but we can probably kind of stick with the characters a little bit. Yeah. So Huck, Huck's wife, I call her Astrid. Her name's Kim on the show. Yep, Astrid. Astrid from Fringe. Mm-hmm. I, I can't believe I said the F word because I try to not say it. Um, but <laughs> that's a nod to y'all who listen to our other podcasts. <laughs> um, we get teased because we fell off on that one. We pod faded. On that show. We did. (laughs) So every once in a while somebody says, oh, are y'all going to pull a fringe? And I'm like, don't say that word. (laughs) Right. It was such a good show, though. It was. But on our podcast that, you know. Yeah. That's all right. Sorry, y'all. We need to go back and do that last season that we never finished. (laughs) I get over it. I need, to, I, need to tape that, I need to tape that and, re- and play that on our 
<laughs> Just get over it, people. So Astrid, a.k.a. Kim, is going to David Effin Rosen Ooh. with the files that Huck gave her to read. Talk about my husband mm. gave me these files. And this, there is a secret organization. We have to do something. It's all here. They torture people. They've, they've assassinated people. And he is like, O-M-G, trying to play it off. He sees yeah. all of his files. Yep. Color-coded hmm. and mm-hmm. nicely nicely put together. And, and like, how did this lady Kim get my files? Yeah. And right. Like, Who the hell is Diego <laughs> Munoz? <laughs> my husband, Diego Munoz. Yeah. I'm like, shit, that's Huck. Yep. Mm. And I kept thinking, okay, how stupid are you? Wouldn't that automatically correlate to you that if this shit is real, if I go and tell someone they might come after my ass, <laughs> apparently not. Nope. Never thought of it. Never thought of it. Well, I had a couple things side eye for this. One, I saw a problem with B613 having files, period. That's true. That's Why true. Why are you documenting all of this? Yeah. <laughs> for what? But isn't, isn't it not really files that they kept isn't it files that someone else kept on them that who kept on them i can't remember now when we first found out that there were files mm-hmm. if they were true b613 files or is it files that someone kept like jake or someone kept on every operation they did even so why is any of it in writing yeah yeah true. it's still b613 keeping them yeah right yeah either someone in b613 or in yeah, charge, right, command, who knows? But yeah. why is this in writing? Why is this nah, on paper? That makes no sense, yeah. You had to know this would get out one day. Yeah. Come true. on. And then two, my thing with Kim, if you really read all those files, you would have kept your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. You know how dangerous they are. Did you really think that by you turning in these files and trying to blow the whistle on B613 that you would you and Huck would be completely safe. Safe, right, yeah. You must really didn't read through this. No. And you must not really have listened to his ass when he was telling you, I can't, this shit is dangerous. Thank you. When he gave you the damn files. You know this motherfucker is crazy. Yeah, he's all messed up. He wasn't crazy when you got with him, but now after he was in the military, he's crazy. So wouldn't that tell you this is some bad shit? Thank you. And I stayed away from you because I need to keep you safe. Mm. And then you read all them damn files. Wouldn't that... That's what I'm saying, too. I felt the yeah. same way. I'm like, wouldn't you shut the hell up? Thank you. And why would you think the Attorney General would be any different? Yep. But she did. She did. She annoyed me. And I hate that because I love her. But she annoyed me in this episode. How did she even get an appointment with him? <laughs> well, he at the very beginning, he, had, he was talking oh, to the yeah. secretary. They have a day every month or something that normal people can come in and voice their complaints or issues with the attorney general of the United States of America. Stuff about aliens and (laughs) crazy people, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And then when she said, yeah, this lady's talking about her husband's in B613. And that's when David was like, what? (gasps) Okay. her in. I'm thinking, David, you couldn't be more obvious. (laughs) (laughs) And so if we stay on this story, so then David goes over to Olivia's office and says, Huck and Jake, someone just came into my office mm-hmm. talking about they had all the B613 files. They were my files staring me in the damn face. 
Mm. Who the yep. hell is this Diego Munoz? And and uh, Huck's like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> and oh. Jake, I like Jake. He's like, okay, I need to go kill this uh, Diego <laughs> Munoz. And finally, Huck's like, it's me. I'm Diego Munoz. And they're like, oh, fuck, this is even worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when he said, I'll take care of it, did anybody else think he was going to off her? No. He didn't? I didn't. No. Who, Huck was going to off his wife? Yeah. Oh, no, no, I didn't think of that. I, I mean, I know, I think that's what they kind of wanted us to think. But Huck's not going to, no. No. If anything, Jake would, if anything, yeah. I thought maybe he would get Quinn to kill her, but Huck wouldn't do it himself. Mm. No, no, he couldn't. <clears throat> no, he couldn't. So then he goes to her house and he's like, I told you this shit is dangerous. You can't let people know about this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, how did you even find out? He's like, that's the point. It's V613. They hear everything. They know everything. Right. right. And she's like, yeah, but this is different. This is the Attorney General. Whoever he is. Like, not Attorney General. The Is he Attorney General? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sorry. So he's he's different. He listened. It wasn't, you know, like that. Lady, if and you I told him you would testify right. if it came to that. He's like, what? testify so he goes back to jake and them and he says okay she's not dropping this stuff she wants me to testify and jake had a good idea he's like okay well then do that and just act like you don't know anything like you don't remember yep deny everything deny everything nothing ever happened yeah she don't know what she's talking about Mm-hmm. Just do whatever you can to get out of this shit. That way, we can all stay alive. Yes. <laughs> Which hell they? I mean, I don't think Jake's worried about that as much as David is. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think Jake and Huck can take care. Jake of can disappear. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And they can get any you know anybody who's looking for them. They can take care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then they show us a scene with Huck. And the family eating. That was nice. Oh. Well, okay. I no, am annoyed. I liked it. Yeah, it's... What's a noise? Okay. Why? Do you guys remember Armageddon, the movie Armageddon with Bruce Willis and yeah. Liv Tyler? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Remember the storyline of his best friend, the guy, what's his name? Chick? Oh, that's not his name. Anyway, in the movie, he had that friend who was estranged from the wife and his son. And before they go off to kill the meteor, he goes and visits the wife and he gives his son a toy. And the wife's standing there like, you don't ever see him. You don't need to be here. After he goes and he, um, they go to space to, to get this damn meteor. At the very last scene, when they're all coming back off the, um, Spaceship. What the fuck? I can't even talk today. I'm sorry. When they come back off the shuttle and everyone's there to greet them because they have saved Earth and all the people who've died are not there and so they're sad. Da, da, da. Here comes the damn wife running up with the son. Oh, you're a hero now. We love you again. Oh, That's how I oh. felt and I hated that. That to me ruined Armageddon. I like that movie, Armageddon, but that was terrible because I hate that shit. They do that shit in movies all the effing time. The it's wife thing. How much you remember of her? <laughs> huh? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> what? <laughs> do you want to like, this movie like you saw it last night? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm like, really? well, 
was that the one with that guy that was on the plane? <laughs> I'm sitting here like, shit, did I see it? What year was that? <laughs> oh my God. You're funny. <laughs> I don't but know. I know I what you mean about that scenario. That scene yeah. irritated me so bad; it's still in my mind. But you know, it's the one with um, Ben Affleck, yeah, and Bruce Willis, Michael Clark, From like nineteen ninety five. Was it? I don't know I don't what know. year it was, but I liked it. Okay. I liked it better than that other asteroid movie they had that same year. They had like two asteroid movies where they had to save the Earth. The same, anyway. But they've done this. I can't think of another movie now off the top of my head that does the same thing where the wife and the husband are estranged. And mm-hmm. then the husband turns out to be, he saves the world or he saves something. And now the wife is back and everything's yeah. fucking hunky-dory and lovey-dovey and I love you again. And you're like, what? First <laughs> of all, I don't like the picture it portrays of a woman. Yeah. First of all, that she's yeah. just going to be so mm-hmm. enamored with this man who saved the world or who's become the success story. Oh, well, all the shit that causes us to be estranged, I'm just going to forgive mm-hmm. now because now you're famous and now you're rich and now you're a hero. Yeah. I don't like that. And second of all, I don't like that they even use that in a damn storyline. It's just so unbelievable to me. And now all of a sudden she's bringing the sun around and you're going to be the best dad in the world. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't 1998. like 1998. That. That's when it came out? Yep. yep. Oh, okay. OMG. OMG. Well, I mean, I've seen it since 1998. Yeah. Okay. On TV. <laughs> on H- you know, on one of the cable stations, I'm sure. I need your money. <laughs> My memory is not that great as y'all. I was like, yeah. You as like, you guys oh. know. <laughs> but to photo. me, that's what that scene was like. Okay. Where okay. they're having dinner. And now, after what? Eight mother effing episodes yeah. of her talking about, I'm about to call the police. Mm-hmm. Why do you keep coming over here? No, you can't see Javi. What's his name? Javi. What's his baby's name? Javi. Javi. I guess short for Javier. Yeah. No, you can't see Javier. Why are you? And and then we totally skip the episode where the son saw him kill someone. Yeah. Yes. They haven't yes. even addressed that except to say he's scared of Huck now. Yeah. We didn't have he anything. Tell his mom that. Yeah. And we haven't seen anything in between. No, we don't Huck know. Giving her the files. And you mean to tell you the son is now over that? Well, we still haven't seen the son. I mean, we have, but we have. Just because the mom read uh, some files, all of a sudden he's not scared of Huck anymore? Dude, you still saw him kill someone. Thank right, you. That's right. what I'm saying. That's why I didn't <laughs> like that scene. I was annoyed when that scene was on. And then on top of all of that... Uh-oh. This right. little mother sucker says, Okay, Mom. <laughs> mother sucker. I want to go to Mikey's house. Can I go now to Mikey's house? I'm done eating. Oh, sure, Javi. Bye. And this little motherfucker, excuse my French, <laughs> who has to be all of what, nine or ten, mm. grabs his bag and leaves the fucking house. And nobody's. It's nighttime. At nighttime! <laughs> You're walking to somebody's house at night? At his age, she's still sitting on the fucking table. They didn't even watch him. Didn't watch him. Mm-mm. I don't care if this little boy lived across the street, which he probably didn't. Okay, Javi. And this little fool gets up and walks out <laughs> with his bag. And mm. I tweeted, ain't nobody going to take him over to Mikey's house? <laughs> Isn't it nighttime? Isn't he a little young? I mean, I have a problem with that. And I know this shit happens I, all the time. Y'all parents out there who let your kids do that at that age, 
you guys need to be careful because that's what people be looking for. I don't care what age your child is. You still need... Heck, I am in my 30s. And if I'm walking out the door, <laughs> my parents still watch my ass to the car. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yes, so I agree. He's nine and he's like, okay, I'm going to Mikey's. And you two are still sitting at the table, Thank not you. watching him leave out, not watching him walk to Mikey's. It's late because you just had dinner. It's dark outside. It's dark. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I'm sitting there waiting to see if he calls to say, hey, I made I it made to Mikey's. It. Thank you. Hello. Well, first <laughs> of all, you don't need to call me because I'm going to be right there watching you walk into Mikey's door. Yep. I mean, I don't yeah. leave until I see the people go inside the door. Mm-hmm. You know when people, you drop people off? Yes. I sit there and when That's they go me. in and the door closes is when I drive off. Mm. I go so far. Kids, <laughs> adults, or whoever. Like, flash a light, turn on a light, something, so I know you're in the house, okay? And yeah. then I pull yeah. I did not like that either. Yeah. But I understand it's for TV, and but I think real people do that shit, too. Yeah. That's not I'm good. sure. That's not good. Well, I see it every fucking day in the morning when I leave to go to work. Little bitty kids walking down the street to school. Ain't no parents. That's crazy. Or older brothers or sisters or nothing around. Oh, no. And I'm like, these are little kids. Mm-mm. Yeah, sometimes I see it on the T when I get on the subway in the morning. There's like a little kid next to me by themselves. What? Taking the subway to school. Oh my gosh. Wow. Now yeah, I did see right. that when I was in <laughs> New York mm-hmm. and in Montreal. I have a subway system too. They yeah. weren't little bitty. They were probably like 10. There was a couple. Yeah, it was probably like 10. Couple together. So at least but they still. weren't alone. But I mean, at some point they had to get there. Yeah, obviously by themselves. So I guess it's different when you have a city kid and a not. I mean, we're I'm in the city, so it's not like it's not city, but you know. Yeah, I don't know, but I. But still, still there's I'm crazy still, people on the subway. There are. There are people under all kinds of influences. I've seen. Yeah. Drugs, drink, everything. That's so true. You can't trust anybody. No. And then there's just weirdos. Yeah. Yes. Everywhere. Everywhere. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I had to go off on that. That scene, yeah. those two things got me. I was like, okay, I'm through. This can't, no. I can't even handle this. Poor I Astrid. Think... <laughs> Poor Astrid. <laughs> <laughs> they have fucked her character up. I mean, she, they've made her annoying. Yeah, she was never have... annoying on the other show. No, never. They have made her annoying. But I, I liked the dinner scene because to me it said, okay, she finally gets it. She finally knows that Huck wasn't lying, that he wasn't just some deadbeat dad that purposely left his family. She gets it now. She understands. Mm. So that's yeah. why I like the dinner scene because it was a it was a way of Huck's Huck needs this happiness. He's getting his family back. Well, he yeah, that's what I thought too. And he gets to actually sit down and have dinner with his family which is something he probably thought would never happen again exactly a small pleasure yeah it was a big pleasure for him yes yeah yeah always looking outside the window and now he's in in the house you know in the house sitting down with them right Mm -hmm. but still you don't think that would make her even more apprehensive about him and his weirdness Mm. No. Guess not. No. Because I think once, I think now because she just understands. 
Yeah. She understands. I would have liked that. I would have liked for them to have talked about what was in the files. Yeah. Instead of her running to David. Thank you. Yeah. Like we missed all that stuff. And I would have liked her to acknowledge the fact that Javi was upset at some point. And what did he see? And I would have liked for them sitting at the dinner table. I would have liked for Huck to say something to Javi like, hey, bud, you saw something really bad. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. I would have liked like, to see be that. Be a dad. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think they dropped the ball there. I do, too. I do, too. Because that was just disconnected to me. It yeah, was it was all kind of rushed and, like you said, disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. Go from one thing to the next. Mm-hmm. Me just beheaded all those people or something, right? right. Or was that Jake? I don't know. <laughs> Jake, <laughs> Jake beheaded. <laughs> yeah. But he killed him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he sliced and diced and had blood sported everywhere. Right. 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 So then they get to the actual hearing, which I thought was going to be like a real court thing. But Me it was just too. David and the court reporter and mm-hmm. them, which I was like, oh, well, this is good. Yeah. I mean, if you had to, you could hide that. Right. So then this was such a good scene. I actually almost teared up watching. I, I know. Yes. Where he I starts out. Oh, I had mixed feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, 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 my mixed feelings came from. I didn't know what I wanted Huck to do. I don't, I didn't know if I wanted him to deny everything like Jake and David wanted him to, Mm -hmm. because I don't know. I'm like, damn, this is putting Huck in a lose-lose situation. If he denies everything, he's going to lose his family. Yeah. For sure. If he admits everything, him, his family, Olivia, Jake, David, everyone's life is in danger. Hmm. So I didn't know what I wanted him to do. I didn't know how I wanted him to testify. Yeah. I, I wanted him to deny want him to? I Well, you could to... see in his mind flashing, it was all about his wife and family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He couldn't, he couldn't help but hold on to that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just what drove him to do it. Yeah, yeah I think so too. I, I kind of wanted him to lie because I didn't want them to be in danger, but then... And I think that's what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And then he got to talk. He started thinking, oh, shit. This yeah. is my family. I have lost a lot for my family behind this fucking B613. Mm-hmm. Ain't going to mm-hmm. let this shit happen again. I'm mm-hmm. telling. <laughs> and then it just flowed out. It, flowed. it did. And oh, my goodness. Wow. It was almost poetic how he was speaking. That's true. It was. Right? I was like, wow. Yeah. His routine, mm-hmm. what it was like, mm-hmm. the tears. Oh, it was like, sad. oh my God, Huck. It was sad. Even yeah, Dave, that was powerful. David had a look on his face. Like from the beginning of the questioning when Huck was kind of, eh, I don't remember. I don't recall. David had a look on his face like, there we go. Stick with the script. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're doing right. He, I don't know what it was. Talking and bringing up the hole just triggered him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at first, David, the look on David's face was like, uh, we need to stop because this is not the script. <laughs> you should not be telling me this. Yeah. But then you can visibly see David like, Hug needs to get this out. Yeah. I mm-hmm. have to. I have they to did this. this. Like I knew it was bad, but I didn't know it was that bad. This bad, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. So, yeah, and I was like, "Damn." Mm-hmm. I know. Now, one other thing that got me about Astrid, aka Kim, 
in this scene mm-hmm. is that every time she was referring to him, in this scene only, though, she was calling him Huck. Huck, tell the truth. Huck, do this. Now, before, she's been calling him Diego. Yeah. Why all of a sudden did she change to Huck? I didn't even catch that. And wouldn't you think if you've always known him as Diego, you would not be able to call him Huck at that point? I just don't. Hmm. I did notice that she called him that at the hearing. And she said it like three or four times. I didn't pick up on that, but that, you got a point. Why yeah. switch it up to call him Huck now? I know. Hmm. And especially knowing that, or thinking maybe, well, they know who he is for real, but yeah. especially not wanting to maybe blow up his current persona that you would keep with the Diego. Diego. In the record, you know, the public record that's being recorded of this testimony. Oh, yeah, that's right. And she's like, Huck, tell the truth. Huck. Huck. Yeah. Really? My thing with her that they really are writing her off like an annoying chick. Yeah, yeah. But while you can see that Huck is struggling through this testimony like he's recalling the happy times with his family but he's also recalling the hell that was Mm. 13 yeah and you i just wanted her to get up and hug him or get up right pat his back hold his hand or something something but no she's tell him more tell him more Mm -hmm. it really annoyed me (laughs) i'm glad i wasn't the only one yeah. That was, yeah, that was annoying. Yeah. And then, after everything's over, then she wants to hug up on him and kiss him. And kiss him. Thank and then you. close the door in his face. Yeah. Oh. And, and somebody tweeted, and I think I retweeted it, after all that and he still can't come in? Yeah. I know! <laughs> I was like, I thought she was going to have him come in and then she shut the door in his face. Now that would have been too much if after all that she's like, come in, stay the night. I'd have been like, I... okay, No. Now that's much. Uh, yeah. That Damn. <laughs> <laughs> what I did like about that scene before that dumb part was when they were walking up to this to the door and he's looking around because I'm like thinking, yeah, I'm exactly paranoid now at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you need to start watching your back again. Yeah, watch your back. Yeah, oh, man. And tell her, um, you need to make sure. Also, sorry, I'm going back. In light of all this shit that he, she has read in the files, in light of Huck saying this is fucking dangerous, I kept thinking Huck was going to jump up when this little boy goes and goes to Mike's house or whatever the hell he went and say, you know what? People are probably out there looking for our asses. He ain't going nowhere without yeah. us following him yeah. because there ain't got security over at their house or whatever. Right, right. Or he'd be like posted outside the door to make sure nobody tried to come up in there. Yep, yep. See, that was another, I mean, knowing Huck's character, I think he would have done that. He would have. He would have just been posted up outside the house all night watching. When she closed the door, I expected Huck to pop a squat on the porch. Yes. And be posted for the night. Yep. But no. I did too. But he might have been like off in the car in the street. I think they would have chosen that. Yeah, yeah. They didn't show us that. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. That to me, it's not his character. It wasn't. They, that, that was just off. That whole storyline. There's something mm-hmm. off about it. Either mm-hmm. because they rushed it, or they took out some pieces, or something. But that whole storyline has been janky from the get. It has. Well, it not has really been. from That's the get go. Just from this season. I yeah, agree. This it's whole off and season, on again. 
Do they have a new set of writers? I don't know. Because sometimes I feel like these characters this season seem out of character. Like, they don't seem like the same people from the previous three seasons. Mm -hmm. Like, this with Huck. Huck would have never just, she shuts the door and he just goes about his day. That would have never happened. Mm -hmm. And just like with Olivia with the whole kidnapping thing. No. Mm. It's just, I don't know. Okay. Scandal isn't getting, like, what I call the Shonda curse. Oh, where that goes through a lull or something? Yes. After a few seasons or something? Yeah. Well, like, you know, I don't know. So is the curse the fact that she gets busy with other things and she's not there to write any longer? Is that what happens after a couple of years? Because... Yeah, after a few years, she starts a new series and the old series kind of falls to the wayside. Right, and so she's entrusted oh. other writers, which is fine. That's but fine. But they don't always have the same voice of the character. Exactly, and, and that's like, where the problem comes in. Watch at. the episodes and know that this character wouldn't do that. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Or maybe they just say we have to sacrifice that to get the story around, or, you know, told the way we, we mm-hmm. want to tell it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. Hmm. Either way, yeah, we see it. She is spread thin. She is. Right? She keeps really busy. Yeah. Which is good, but, you know, you should make sure your other old stuff that you started stays yeah. on track. Run a buyer. Something. Yeah, something. <laughs> Run a buyer. Or just, or just watch previous episodes. <laughs> yeah. And learn the character. And learn Think the character. about it. Yeah. And I think, honestly, that it must be difficult to be able to, to write what 24 episodes mm-hmm. a year or whatever it yeah. is and mm-hmm. keep and maintain the same stuff because you want your characters to change and you grow do. and stuff but still some things you're just like no they wouldn't do that right yeah there's got to be continuity to it mm-hmm. instead of like yes. off and on and on or... and as viewers if we can pick up on it right away how come they can't that's right yeah I think they're too close to it or something. Must be. I don't know, but I've, that's one thing I always speculate about is how come there's nobody sitting there going, they wouldn't see mm-hmm. this or they wouldn't do this or right. why are you making this character so annoying mm. all the time? They sudden? should call the sisters. Thank you. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Give us a call. We have, Run said, by us. We have Run said by that us. for years, haven't we? <laughs> right. Run it by us. For years. We'll take that salary. We'll get and you we'll- back on track. We'll be your consultants. We'll watch every episode and go, nah. Yes. Yes. They wouldn't do that. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in between all of that, let's go to. Yes. Um, uh, where do we want to go to for next? Olivia and Rose or mm-hmm. do we want to go to. Um, or the VP. Go to the senator next. The VP. Okay. So then okay. how does that start? I can't remember now. The senator, oh, they're coaching her on what to say in the press conference. They're trying to get her swearing in speech or. Yes. Not. Not the swearing. Well, not the swearing swearing in. in, Yeah. Yes. Just an announcement that she's going to run. Not the swearing in, but the other speech. The announcement. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they're saying, okay, this is what (laughs) you're going to do. This is how it's going to go. And she's like, oh, yeah, that'll be fine. This is exciting. I'm nervous. And they're like, oh, it's okay to be nervous. And so Fitz goes out and they have a press conference outside and he's saying, you know, this is, she's going to be great as the next vice president of the United States of America again. And 
she, you know, starts talking and she's really great. And then she kind of pauses, looks around and she realizes where she's at, what she's mm-hmm. doing. And she's like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then she starts saying, I can't believe I'm standing here in front of you about to say that I'm running for the vice presidency. And then she kind of loses it for a minute and starts like laughing snorting snorting and i thought it was funny <laughs> i thought it was funny that like, was great it was great it was real that's why i liked it because it was real that's why i like her it was. yes yeah well honey that apparently sets off this firestorm where they're talking about uh i don't think she could be the vice president she's got this crazy laugh i'm thinking <laughs> really they would not elect her for that? I think for her, I kind of felt bad for her because she was embarrassed. Yes. And everyone's worst nightmare. You don't want to become a meme. You don't want to become like the latest internet joke. No. Right. So I did feel embarrassed for her. But thanks to Leo Bergen Leo coming in, Bergen. he's like, Shh, all you need to do is laugh even more. Which is so true. Yep, just own it. Yeah, yep. own it. Yep, she did. Mm-hmm. I like that. Me too. Yeah, so they had good. her on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. yeah, he's talking about your laugh is the most downloaded uh, ringtone. Ringtone yep. on iTunes. She's like, what? <laughs> really? Really? He's like, okay, do the laugh, do the laugh. She's like, no, no, right. I can't do it. And then they have her doing an interview where they're telling her, okay, you have to be very, very conservative. Now, I didn't like this, that they told her, okay, don't tell them what the last book was you read. Tell them you read the Bible. Yeah. And then tell them you don't agree with gay marriage. Yeah. Tell them that it's up to everyone, the states to decide, not the Mm -hmm. federal. And she's like, really? Okay. Which is, I guess, a theme of, not a theme, but it kind of, I think they're trying to make the point that, yeah, once you get there, all of the, the enthusiasm and oomph you had gets beat out of you mm-hmm. by the time you yeah. get to that level I guess yeah I don't know yeah so then Leo he's like okay great she's going oh this is my favorite part of the episode actually so then Abby and um, Cyrus are talking she's like oh the polls are up this strategy is going really well Leo really knows what he's doing he can do his job well and Cyrus is like I didn't say he couldn't do that well he's like but that's what you go for Abby this is what you like and she just looks at him and then he gives her this look and looks her up that and was down awesome. like yeah like judging her like you really like him like mm-hmm, I see <laughs> oh, Leo I love that oh my gosh I rewound that too I was so cute <laughs> And I don't know how he does that. Cyrus does those looks so good. But this one, you can yeah. tell he was kind of laughing to himself. Like, <laughs> that's what really turns you on. Really? Like, mm-hmm. I knew you had a freak in you somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that was great. And it was like a two second thing, but it was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I miss seeing Cyrus. We hardly see him in this season, it seems. He's not in it very much. I haven't really seen him. Yeah. No, he hasn't. We did earlier with that male prostitute thing. Yeah. Yeah. First half. Yeah. I was okay with the amount of Cyrus we had. I think because we were busy with other things. I was okay. You know, and I was actually okay with the amount of Olivia we had. Mm-hmm. And Fitz, which wasn't like a ton. Yeah, that was a good break, actually. I mean, we saw Olivia, you know, a good bit, but it wasn't like full on. Right. The yeah, whole storyline. Shell shocked. Take a little break, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And the same with Fitz. We didn't see him as much either. 
No. Mm-hmm. And I think I we only okay had one scene with them together, which I liked. I was like, good. Yeah. Ooh. Tired of seeing them together. Just looking at each other. Ugh. With puppy yeah. dog eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So then Leo is trying to, um, what do you call it, train Susan or get her to study and he's quizzing her and just belting out questions and belting mm-hmm. out things and he's really kind of rough with it. Mm-hmm. And Abby's trying to say, okay, cool off. She needs a break. She needs this. He's like, a break? There ain't no break in the presidency. <laughs> and so he basically browbeats her to the point where she's like, I quit. Find another vice president. I can't mm. do this. Yeah. And so Abby is pissed. Leo's like, oh, whatever. You know. And so this scene was actually pretty funny, too. <laughs> they get in the bed. He puts in his retainer. Oh, man. <laughs> Which I was cracking up. And then when he turns the light off, she starts saying, okay, we need to talk. She's like, really? You're just going to go to bed? He's like, oh, now you want to talk about it? I tried to talk to you <laughs> all night long. Now when I want to go to sleep, you want to talk about it. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Someone on my timeline tweeted, you know you're not getting any sex when you hear that retainer click. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> He just looked gross to me. He did? I was like, yes. I was like, ew. What do you mean gross? I don't know. He just looked gross. You mean with the retainer? With the retainer and his like tank top. I was like, oh my God, no. I don't think he had a tank top. (laughs) Well, I'd say wife beater, but that's not like the best term. Yes. Oh, I don't remember he that. He had a regular t-shirt. I thought he had a regular t-shirt, too. No, he had a wife beater on, and it was gross. <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> With his retainer, and oh, my God. I think I have to rewatch that. I swear I, okay. he a t-shirt. Oh, no. you know what? I think she's right. He does have a, a tank top. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, I don't think it was gross. gross. He was all hairy and gross. Well, yeah, I don't like that. He is really hairy. He is hairy. hairy. (laughs) I didn't think it was gross though. And she looks all nice in her robe, and (sighs) you know, I guess that's what attracts them to each other. I guess so. What's gross about hair? Hairy. Okay. Sidebar. (laughs) Oh no. Okay, so hairy chest or clean cut chest? Either. It depends on the person. I do not like hairy chest. I don't like beards. Well, I don't really like beards either because they're scratchy. Yeah. I like beards. But, I mean, if they're clean cut, if they're up kept, you know, not like a long scraggly beard, but if it's a kept up beard, it's okay. It's just scratchy. If it's a clean cut, it can't hang off the face. That's for sure. Mm, like a lumberjack. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like ZZ Top. What lumberjacks do you know, Sister A? <laughs> like a lumberjack. Look, we got lumberjacks in this area. No. <laughs> but that's like coming into fashion, like this longer beard, fuller it beard. Is. Right? Start in right now. Well, it yeah. I think it depends on the person and how clean you are with it. Like if you right. if you keep it trimmed up and it's not scraggly, 
Yeah. Fine. But, you know, don't expect me to be rubbing up on you because that shit is scratchy and it hurts. Yeah. After a minute. You yeah. know? But I'm not going to discount someone because they have a beard or, or chest hair. No. No, I wouldn't either. But he just, I don't know. I'm I just would. saying. <laughs> El Marie <laughs> said she would. <laughs> The man of your dreams could have a beard and chest hair. But if I'm not attracted to him, it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) She wouldn't give him a second look. Oh, my gosh. I think we talked about this a little bit when we were doing the um, uh, Big Brother because of David. You know, he had that Yes, we did. That's right, yeah. And you got to admit, didn't he look better after he cut off everything? He did. Yeah. See? But he had chest hair too. I didn't like so that. So what if what if the guy is not bearded but he has chest hair? He you has won't to be know he to has chest hair. Huh? <laughs> he has to be willing to shave <laughs> But you don't know they have chest hair when you're first meeting someone. Unless they're, you know, wearing a shirt that shows it. So what if you meet a buttoned up down dude in a suit? <clears throat> He's clean mm-hmm. cut, you talk, blah blah blah, you go mm-hmm. out on some dates, you really like him, and then mm-hmm. Several dates later, or whatever, you see him in a t-shirt, and he has chest hair. I'm going to say something. What are you going to say? <laughs> I'm going to ask him if he's willing to cut it off. Right now? Cut it off? Literally, at that moment, but... That's I, awful. I don't want to see... Listen, I went on a date before. It was our first date, and he did have on a button-down with a wife beater tank top underneath. And I saw little taco meat peeking out. <laughs> Did you say anything? I or told you just him, turned I'm off. Sorry, but I'm finding it really hard to concentrate on your conversation. Can you button up just like one more button? What? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh Marie. We didn't go out again. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> because you didn't want to or because he didn't want to. I think it was mutual. I think I was yeah, and he was looking at me like, chick, are you serious? Now, I will say, I don't really like taco meat either, but that to me is a little rude. You think? I really can't concentrate. Oh my gosh, really? 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 (laughs) So what that to me, but this is, but but you don't want people to think that you're superficial. And that's what that kind of would make. Comes off as? Yeah, to me it would come off as, she's only concerned about my chest hair. Why? No. What is wrong with my chest hair? To That's what no. t- nothing's wrong with it. It's just not <laughs> my <laughs> It's just distracting. She's just like, hey, well then hey, then it's rude in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you're rude, but that to me would I would I would take if someone okay. If someone you know, said I'm working on not being as blunt. Right. I'm that's a work it. in progress. Yes. That's good. That's that's, <laughs> that's all right. really good. Looking yeah. back, I would not have said something right away. I would have just had to internally work harder to ignore the taco meat and not say anything. Yeah. Next time. Next time. Yeah. Well, his, but I will say something. If he had a, two shirts on and it was still showing, that Thank was you. serious taco meat. See? But there's another way you could have maybe handled that that might not have hurt his feelings or sounded. Yeah. You could have just said, "Okay, we're not going to date again." 
And just leave it at that. Yeah. Poor dude. Mm. <laughs> so I don't mind chest hair, but it depends. Like, I don't you either. know, there's so many different types. And to shave hair. your chest. <laughs> to shave your chest is so inconvenient, I feel yeah. like it would be. I wouldn't make somebody How shave do their chest. It's inconvenient. What? What'd you say? How do you know if it's inconvenient? But if they don't already shave it, then it would probably be oh, inconvenient. They don't already shave yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you're seeing it. Yeah, well, I it's mean, an inconvenience that we have to shave. True. Thank you. But you don't have to. If, you know, you say, hey, I'm not doing it. That's their, see, now that's their choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that's going to go over very well. <laughs> armpits um, men's or women's elmarie men's <laughs> men's armpits what if they have hair under their armpits i expect them to have hair under their armpits so it's okay it shouldn't be an afro <laughs> <laughs> as long as they don't have their armpit in my face i'm good <laughs> true that right? is so true you're not gonna see it that often Right, you're not. Oh my goodness, what we learn every day. <laughs> I mean, Sister A is right. There are different types of chest hair. Yeah. Some are okay, but really, really hairy, no. Some are like a gorilla. Ugh. You know, and they got the back and they got the butt. Ugh. Yeah. Well, see, the back would be different for me. But the chest, I mean, that's just normal for a man to have yeah. chest hair. Some men don't but, even have chest hair. But True. you could even trim around the collar area. Yeah, not necessarily have to shave, but just trim that thing down. (laughs) (laughs) So it doesn't come out like taco meat. Yeah, that I would be totally okay with. You can have all the chest, well, not all the chest hair in the world, but you can have chest hair, but trim it so I don't like a beard shirt. Right, it's it's under control. There you go. Long as it's neat and under control. It's all about maintenance. So you want them to be maintained in other places too? Well, I was just going to bring that up. Of course. So bald? Doesn't have to be bald, but maintain that shit. (laughs) (laughs) Just like we have to. Yep. Yep. That's not too much to ask. Now, to me, that's fine. The chest hair is a little different. I'm thinking, yeah, that's okay. As long as it's not, like, going around to the backs. Okay. But. (laughs) (laughs) So, I didn't think Leo looked gross, but. I didn't think he looked gross. No, I didn't. But I did like the fact that he says, okay, now you want to argue we mm-hmm. could have argued before we got in the bed. Mm-hmm. And then when she ran it down, which well, she was right, he did bully her. But then he was like, he was right, too. He said, well, but this is what her job is going to be. If she can't right. handle me asking her fake ass questions. Yeah. She's not maybe right for the job. Yeah. And it's then true. when she says, well, you're fired. <laughs> I was thinking, well, first of all, do you have that power to do that, Abby? I didn't think she did. I didn't either. Yeah. And then when he says... Oh, okay. And he starts getting his shit together and putting on his clothes. She's like, Leo, really? And he's like, oh. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah, you just fired my ass. I'm not right. going to stay in the bed with you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Elmarie, you were funny. <laughs> on Twitter. You're like, what? 
That doesn't mean he has to get up out the bed. What did you say? <laughs> Wait, no, that's not what you said. What did you say? I can't remember. I think, I, I'm like, she fired him, not his peen, so he doesn't have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Got to learn how to separate the two. And then someone else tweeted, which was <clears throat> funny, too, that you get the D first and then you kick him out. There you go. Not the other way around. <laughs> and then she says, I'm so disappointed in Abby. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm I'm thinking I'm like, Leo, uh, I need to go because yeah. I'm not going to be staying here. You just fired my ass. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. But didn't you find it, her bedroom strange? I kept thinking, are they in a hotel? Because when he left, it looked like he was going out into this hotel hallway. I was going to say, didn't it look like a hallway or like he was on his way to a lobby or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yes. But I think that's her house. That's her bedroom. So then it made me ask, okay, when you live alone mm-hmm. and you go to bed, do you close your bedroom door? I don't. I would I, I, I never did. No. No. Why no. would you? So, but she had her bedroom door closed. <laughs> yes, she did. Because he had huh. to open the door to go out of mm-hmm. it, which is where I saw the hallway. And then on the top of her door, there was like a window. It was frosted glass, but it was a window. Mm. And I'm like, what the world? <laughs> I know people that do live alone and still close their bedroom door. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. One friend, she said it because, you know how when you were in elementary school and they taught you about fires mm-hmm. and how you should keep all doors closed? Really? really? That just always stuck with her. So she grew up, like even growing up, they always had their bedroom doors closed. Wow. So when she got on her own, she just kept hers closed. I will say, you know, growing up, I kept it closed because I just felt like I couldn't sleep with the door open because, you know, the killer would get me easier. <laughs> you know? Because killers can't open doors. They, they well, they have to make noise and they open the door. So <laughs> then I'll have time to get up and run. Yeah, true. But as I've gotten older, I'm like, that's silly. Why would I close my door? Nobody else yeah. is here. Mm-hmm. Plus, if there's a fire in the house somewhere else... Wouldn't I be able to detect it with my door open? That's Wouldn't I how smell I it? Yeah. Like, it may get to you quicker, but you can detect it quicker. I think so. If your door is open. Yeah. And then how do you hear the killer coming in now? Exactly. If the door is closed. You can't hear him as clearly. Nope. nope. So, nope. yeah. I was thinking, why does she have her bedroom door closed? She lives by herself. Mm-hmm. I liked her bed, though. Yeah, Me that too. was nice. <clears throat> but the room itself was strange. Very I don't strange. know. It was just no. It did have that homey, comfortable feel. It did seem like they were at a hotel. It was, you know, it's too perfect. It did. It was too yeah. nice. And who doesn't yeah. have like junk on their bedside table? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you know, papers Stuff. or mail potions. or yeah, potions you know, and lotions. Potions. <laughs> <laughs> And everyone has these humongous as places living by themselves. Yes. Yeah, in D.C., right? Mm-hmm. Well, Abby's place seems bigger than Olivia's. Olivia's seems really big to me. But Abby's, at least her bedroom's is huge. It is. But I didn't blame Leo for jumping up, though. I'd have to No, know. I would have done that, too, I'm sure. So then Abby's like, well, shit, we're in trouble <laughs> because what are we going to do now to get her elected? Mm-hmm. So then she runs to Olivia with some salad and tells her and tells her um, Susan Ross isn't going to be elected. I need some help. 
Lou's like, I'm not working for the White House anymore. And Abby says, well, do it for me. Do it for you. She's actually good. She could be a white hat. Mm-hmm. And she's smart. And she would be good for this country. So don't just do it for me. Do it for yourself. Do it for the world, you know, the country, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of liked her saying that. <coughs> yeah. Yes. Finally, someone's coming to her telling her what she needs to do. Right. Right. Instead of her always running to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Olivia's like, okay. So then she, um, I think she goes and talks with, um, uh, what's her name? Susan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And asks her why she wanted to, why she said yes in the first place. And that same ideal should be what carries her on. Make sure she says no because she doesn't feel she could do the job, which of course yeah. got to her. I'm glad that she said, I'll do it. Because I think this Yay. is going to make for a great story. Um, as Millie realizes this lady's going to be liked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's going to be great. She's going to try to overrun her, but Susan ain't going to go for it. I can already tell. She's yeah. not. I can already tell. Yep. Um, and so then they show us a scene where she's confirmed and her daughter's holding the Bible with the <coughs> judge. And that was so sweet. It was. Yeah. Very sweet. I like that. Yeah. And then when she hugs Fitz. Yeah. It shows how short she is and how tall he is. Yeah. yeah. And, and she's just like, grabbing him. I know. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> ah, that's cute. Oh, and oh, we missed the scene. Okay, so I skipped the scene where in between all of that, after Olivia talks to her, they find out, well, the Senate's not going to confirm her because they don't like Fitz and they don't like right. his war and everything else that he did. So then Olivia has to go talk to them and say... Fitz, you need to go and apologize to the Senate in the House. Yeah. You need to go and ask for their forgiveness. And he's like, do you not know? I am the President of the United States of America. I do not <laughs> beg anything. And, of course, the tweets abounded. Liar! Like, yeah, you do. Yeah, right. you do. Yep. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> You do beg. And somebody yeah. said on Twitter, I think you were begging just a few short weeks ago. Right. To Olivia. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so then, um, you know, Abby and Cyrus are in there and they're saying, you have to do this. Otherwise, she's not going to be confirmed, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So then she's like, it's because of that war that you started. Yeah. And the way you did it, you said you weren't going to go. Then you said you were going to go. And then you brought... Some people, you know, the soldiers died. Then he brought them back. No explanation, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And then he gets his Fitz and Olivia face on and walks over and right up in her face. You know why I did it. Yeah. And she couldn't say nothing at first. She was kind of looking at him. And then she takes a step back and says, go apologize to them and Oops. walks out. And then when she walks out, you could tell that affected her because she's mm-hmm. not as over him as she's mm-hmm. claiming to be. Yeah. In her really cute black suit. Mm-hmm. Yes. And someone on Twitter also mentioned the fact that she hadn't worn anything white the whole episode. Oh. She sure didn't. Or the last one. She was in all black the last That's one. That's true. Wow. Yep, she's 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 jacked, y'all. She's in a dark place. She's in a dark <laughs> place. But I loved it. That suit was good. And the purse was nice. Yeah. Her hair's looking really good too lately. It is. She was looking good. So, obviously, Fitz did it. We didn't see it, but he did it, and she got confirmed. Yeah. So, like, ha, ha, ha. Hello. Yes. Yes. Okay, so on to Rose. 
Flo. <laughs> She'll always be Flo to me. Yeah. Wow. Thankfully, I was so happy that they didn't waste her off like we were talking about earlier. I know. Yeah. Me too. I was like, finally, we get more of her. That yeah. would be a waste to waste Marla Gibbs. I mean, I think yes. she's still wasted because I don't think she'll be back, but... I don't think she was wasted. I still think she was wasted. She doesn't have a recurring role. Well, That's waste. No. But she did get a good chunk of she time. She had a good chunk of time. Yeah. Her storyline was... I want yeah, her to be story like, way more often. Uh, that would be cool, but it would be. But I, 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 don't think it was a waste because they didn't just use her as where the black lady is. Like yeah, the they other did. One. She they actually did. had a real story. Yeah, in in yeah. this one. So I thought it was hilarious. The first scene we see Olivia is on the floor in the corner <laughs> drinking white wine from the bottle, not her red, white her wine. white. And it looked like it was like a normal bottle. wasn't like anything too crazy. Nope, nothing fancy. She's in dire straits when she's drinking white wine on the floor from the bottle. The bottle. Yeah. Yeah. And her hair is askew. And yeah. Yeah, she's not herself. <laughs> <laughs> and she hears Rose, Rose. talking about. Uh, what you can't do that. You can't do this. And apparently, the landlord, who we've never seen before. Right. Is trying to change the locks on the apartment mm-hmm. of Lois because she hasn't been there. Nobody's been paying her bills. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And so Olivia yells at the door, you cannot do that. You have to wait at least so and so many days. Mm-hmm. So you have five more days before you can do any of that. Blah, blah, blah. So, of course, he walks off in a huff. So then she opens the door to Rose, Flo, Marla. <laughs> and starts talking to her about Lois and what happened to her. And the whole time Rose is talking, well, we were supposed to do this together. And she calls me every day and this, that, the other. Mm-hmm. Olivia's looking more and more sad. I'm like, ooh, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't tell it. Don't tell it. Yeah. I really thought she was going to say it. I was wondering if she was just going to tell her what happened. I was too. I thought Olivia was just going to blurt it out. Yeah. But how She'd could she do it? already been drinking. With- yeah. And you're hearing this sad story. story. I'm like, oh, don't do it. She's going to blurt it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was really sweet that she was like, okay, we do this on such and such a day. We talk every morning. We do this. We do that. And she, it's been three weeks. So now we know yeah. it's been three weeks. Yeah. Probably, I can't believe it's only been three weeks. I know. So she was probably taken for like two weeks, maybe? Two weeks. Because yeah. I say she's probably been back about a week. Right. Yeah. It felt like two months, but. <laughs> right. It was for us. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. So then Olivia said, goes the next day. She's in the office. She's dressed. She's looking decent. Mm-hmm. She tells Huck and Quinn, we need to find Lois's body. Yeah. We need to find her. And so Huck and um, uh, Quinn are looking kind of worried about her. And Huck's like, well, at least she's up. She's here. Mm-hmm. We have something to work on. Yeah. She's she's moving forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they find... And so um, Olivia tells them, you know, we, it was in an ambulance. They shot her. I already know all this. But we need to find her. Right. So they find the ambulance. And there's no Lois. Of course. There wouldn't of course. be. And um, Abby... Excuse me. I want to say Abby. It's Quinn. Knows something's up with Huck. 
David and Jake, but she doesn't ask mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And Huck seems to find that bothering, it seems like, to me, that she's not, like, asking, what's going on? Why are you looking like this? What's, mm. you know, what are you up to? Yeah. yeah. She keeps saying, well, you'll tell me when you're ready. Mm-hmm. So they find the ambulance, and she's like, okay, let's go check out the morgues. And he's like, I got something else to do, because he has to go talk to him. Right. And he just is about to explain it. So she's like, that's okay. I get it. Fine. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to you later. Bye. And he looks at her like, what? <laughs> Who is this new baby <laughs> like, fuck in front of me? You don't want an explanation? Right. I think he wanted her to ask him. He did. I think he wanted her to ask him so he could talk about it. Yeah. <clears throat> so then um, we get a scene with Olivia in her office having flashbacks again. Mm-hmm. And then here comes... Rose popping up with a big old file in her hand talking about, well, Lois had her hip replaced last year. Mm-hmm. I was there. And they showed us the joint. It had serial numbers on it. So maybe you could track her with the serial number. And she hands Olivia the files. And then she says, oh, and every Wednesday she went to this theater over on such and such street. So maybe we could check over there. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And Olivia's like, um, Rose, what's the dealio? <laughs> She's looking at her. And Rose says, I know that this is bad. I know it's not going to, you know, I know something's wrong. I feel it. Yeah. But I need to know what happened. Mm-hmm. And so then Olivia starts putting shit together. She's like, you had a key to her place. You talked every day. You were friends. And she says, well, a little more than friends. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah, me too. Shut the front gate. Door. Yes. And I was like, well, go ahead on, Rose and Lois. <laughs> With a bad sale. <laughs> so then she tells a story, which was so sad. I was like, oh, my goodness. Where they met when they were 16. They loved each other. But when her par- when Lois's <laughs> parents found out they moved, Lois went on and got married. Mm-hmm. Um, she waited for her all these mm. years. And when her husband died, she called her and she was on the plane the next hour. I was like, damn. Yeah. Now that is some love right there. Mm-hmm. And so Olivia, she's like, I am going to find her for you, but I don't want you waiting the rest of your life for this if I can't find her. Yeah. And she says, I've waited 40 years to be with her. A few more days ain't going to hurt. Oh. I know. So sweet. Very sweet. Poor Rose. Poor Lois. Poor Lois. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Poor both of them. Yeah. So then apparently she gives, I mean, we don't see it, but we're assuming that she gave them the hip information mm-hmm. because after she meets with Fitz and them, they call her and say, we found her in this park. They dumped her in this park. Yeah. And we're going to go yeah. and get her body from the morgue, claim her no. body. Right. And I'm thinking, how the hell are they going to claim the body? They ain't family. And that's what I was thinking. Do y'all even know what she's supposed to look like? Like, how you don't know this lady enough to Yeah. They, they do have her picture, though. Remember at the very beginning, they were yeah. doing their, their case? I thought it had to be next of kin or... Yeah. I didn't know just anyone could go claim a body. Me too. So, I guess maybe they had some credentials. So they could say, we're taking her back mm-hmm. to... We're from the funeral home or... Yeah, Yeah, or somebody made a call or something. Okay. That's just odd, though. Very. So they call Olivia and tell her, we found her. And she's like, okay, I'll call. I'll call Rose. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, no. We knew what it was, but still. Yeah. The fact that. So um, they are looking at the coffin. And Olivia, so I guess she starts to tell Rose how she died. 
Mm-hmm. And she just totally changed the story. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Yes. But I'm thinking, well, wouldn't she know at some point that she was shot? Wouldn't she talk to the funeral director about what to do with her? Or maybe Olivia already had all that done before she took her over there. I assumed that was already done. Yeah. Mm. So there'd be no reason for her to see so, her. Exactly. Shot in the chest. Right. Yeah. Whatever. So she tells her there was no pain. She was over at such a place and they just found her there. She had, there was an aneurysm. She had no pain. It was quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice of her. Yeah. I got the sense that Rose didn't believe Olivia's story, but she's like, you know what? I see what she's trying to do and make me feel better. So I'm just going to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And I think she kind of appreciated hearing she wasn't in pain. It was quick. Right. Yeah. But I did kind of get the sense that she knew it was a lie. Yeah, like when she asked her, no pain? Yep. And oh. Olivia's like, not even a second or something. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. And we saw the flashes of Olivia being in the sun with Jake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, being yes. with Fitz, too, I yep. think was in there. and Yeah, Fitz slipped in her. Right. okay. Dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was oh, a good episode. It was, yeah, that was good. It was. There's a lot going on, but it was good. It was good. Well, and then we get at the very end, she, you see her on the couch with a big ass, and I mean big ass bowl of popcorn. Oh, yeah. That looked good. It did look good. It yeah. did. That's my kind of dinner. Big bowl of popcorn <laughs> and a glass of wine. <laughs> oh, Lord, I would be starving. And yeah, that big ass glass of red wine. Red wine. Oh, and she thankfully, finally... Thankfully. Threw that fucking couch cushion away. God's sakes. About freaking time. Yeah, I'd yeah. throw the whole sofa out. Yeah, well, not right. the sofa. You could you could keep the sofa. Just that she glass. She needs a new cushion. <laughs> yeah, just that, uh, not the glass, the cushion. Yeah. But I was thinking, really, Olivia, you're going to put it in this big-ass black trash <laughs> bag and sit it outside your door? <laughs> yeah. Talk about, <laughs> you know. Hmm. <laughs> That is not the kind of place where you just sit your trash outside. No. Next episode, that bag better be gone. <laughs> Dragging it I'm back. I'm sure in. it will be. No, I don't want her to like relapse and drag it back in and put the cushion back. Oh God, no. She could have even flipped the cushion. She didn't have to throw it away. Yeah, she could have. Or just she had could've. you know re re. She probably could have taken the cover off and washed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. get some stain remover. <laughs> They got stuff for that. Oh, goodness. Oh, and we didn't talk about the, um, there was also a scene in there where she was um, brushing her teeth, walking through her apartment, which I don't see how people can do do that. I can't walk around while I'm brushing my teeth. I can't either. I don't normally do that. I stand at the sink looking in the mirror. (laughs) Right, exactly. Because you have to spit too often. Right. Yeah. But I've seen people do that on shows, too, before. I'm like, how do you yeah. do that? I know. Anyway, walking around with her, her toothbrush with a gun in her hand. Mm-hmm. Walking around. And I don't blame her. Yeah. Be walking around, too. Packing heat. Yeah. <laughs> Brushing her teeth. Mm-hmm. But that was a very... I really liked this episode. Yes, yes, me too. And we needed a good uh, break from the last one. We really, yes, really we did. did. You know, it had some humor with the VP, yeah. which I enjoyed a lot. Yeah. No, that was good. Very. Very good. Oh, and then Abby and Leo got back together. Yes. 
Oh yeah, he I liked like, being fired. I like her. <laughs> I, I like her and Leo together. I do too. I liked her and David though. Really? Yeah. I did like her and David, Boring. but I think her and Leo are a better match. I do too. Yeah. I guess David was a little too straight for her or something. Yeah. He's too even. He didn't challenge enough. Yeah. Boring, maybe. Yeah. Too stuck on himself now. Yeah. Yeah, now he's, he yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they don't have them together. Mm-hmm. So that was it. We didn't have any emails for this episode either. We have no love. Come on, people. We're back. We're back. <laughs> Write us. <laughs> Somewhat on track again. Yep, yeah, we're trying. We're trying. We're trying to stay on track. So, you know, y'all can definitely send us your feedback on Scandal, on the podcast. Tell us what you think. You can send it to sisterspeak at gmail.com or you can go to the uh, website, sisterspeakpodcast.com and leave a comment. Uh, you can also chit chat with us on um, Twitter. I'm at underscore sister K. I am at literary Marie. And I am at AKS IDS. If you'd like to leave a voicemail, you can do so at 972-755-1215. Or you can also email us an audio file. Um, And then we also are on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. All right. Well, that is it for now. I'm Sister K. I'm Sister L. Marie. And I'm Sister A. See you next time. Thank you.